Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Horse Fix, the weekly podcast where you can get your horse fix and, well, perhaps fix your horse at the same time. I'm Sandy Holt, and I'm coming to you from Winter Haven Ranch, Aubrey, Texas, Horse Country, USA. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Horse Fix. This is Chloe Morales. Sandy isn't able to join us today, so please bear with me as I navigate this by myself. As you all know, I train under Sandy Holt on an apprenticeship here at Winter Haven. And today I think you guys are going to get to know me just a little bit better, but mostly you'll be getting a closer look at my experience so far working with younger horses. More specifically, my young horse, Kingston, He is actually that handsome fellow on the cover of the podcast picture. A little bit about him. His registered name is A Fabulous Investment. He is a 16 two-hand three-year-old Palomino. He is 75% quarter horse and 25% thoroughbred. And we have actually talked a little bit about him here on the show. So this may not be your first time hearing of him or me. So today I just thought I'd share a couple things I've learned, some things that I think have helped us, and just some points I wish I knew before training a three-year-old at 15. Obviously, I've had help and guidance with Sandy and other people, but there's just a couple things, you know, three-year-olds, and I feel like any horse under five, you're going to learn so much about how your ability and just how to really communicate clearly with a horse when introducing new things. So we're going to be talking a little bit about the basics, um, but more so just about the training aspect of younger horses or maybe a horse with little experience. It doesn't have to be young. So just a little background. I've been riding for about seven years. I took a year off at one point to focus on school. Through my exploration of different disciplines, I could never really decide on what I felt like was the right fit for me. Before I started training at Winter Haven, my knowledge of um, Western disciplines and the show industry was super, super limited. You know, all I knew was rodeo, barrel racing. I did do barrels for a little bit, which was fun, but I think I just wanted something that was a little bit more versatile. So over the past year, I have found a love for the all-around discipline and reining. Uh, Reining being Western and then the all-around being Western with some English classes, such as English equitation, uh, hunt seat. And then finding my match in Kingston, too, really motivated me to set goals as a competitor and one-day trainer with the all-around bred horses. I love how they are, are tall and strong and big but their movements are so elegant and very, very precise. Speaking of goals, that is one thing I want to talk about today. So I truly believe in the process and reward of setting goals and achieving them. And if you work with young horses or you're working with horses with little experience, you'll probably relate to some of what I'm about to share. Well, before getting my own horse, I made some goals that I didn't really have a set timeline for, And those were find the discipline that I want to show and train in, get my own horse, and then learn more about career paths in the equine business. You know, horses, you hear, we hear it all the time. It's not a cheap sport. So if you are lucky enough to find a career and be successful, that is something that's, you know, that's huge. So I really want to learn about, you know, about breeding, about running a facility, 
or maybe it's something else that's not directly dealing with horses, but I really am interested in learning about the career paths around the industry. So within the six months, I have found my horse. I've scratched the surface on career paths, and I have found two disciplines I really enjoy. I do want to try more disciplines, but for now, reigning in the all-around is keeping me happy. So moving on to short-term goals. When I got Kingston, I made some goals in my head for the next six months and then some bigger objectives that didn't really have a deadline. And at the level Kingston was six months ago, I made lots and lots of goals, which was quite overwhelming. So making short-term goals and just focusing on the task right in front of me has kept me sane. So one of my short-term goals was I wanted to be able to take Kingston to a horse show and have confidence in our ability whether that's ranch riding, Western Pleasure, or even showmanship, which, believe it or not, I didn't even know existed until about a year ago. I wanted him to know his job and understand what I'm asking when I'm asking it. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to do it perfectly or he's going to have the best pattern in the class. For me and him, that just meant recognizing cues and obeying them the best he can and just not you know, putting up a fight or being stubborn about it. So if this is a goal that you've had with your horse, here's three tips that I think really helped me just prepare to take him to a horse show and feel confident and safe. So one was, um, you know, a lot of people told me, and I really wish I'd learned this earlier on, to not beat myself up if I feel like I'm doing something wrong. I've been there and I still revisit occasionally, but seeking professional guidance and just learning alongside your horse it really helped. So to be the best teachers for our horses, you know, I had to be nourishing my own training as well. And number two was desensitization. I feel like this is especially important if your horse has not been exposed to, you know, a ton of different environments or has been trailered to a bunch of different shows. Although I know it can be intimidating to go outside of arena work, horse shows have loud noises, big crowds, a loudspeaker, children, new smells, new sights. Um, They're totally out of their element. So working on all that stuff at home and, you know, helping your horse to be normal and perform normally under those circumstances is 100% worth feeling safe at horse shows. You know, performance can already be nerve-wracking enough. So I really didn't want to worry about my three-year-old spooking at anything silly. So... One example, kind of funny actually, I recently discovered that Kingston is terrified of miniature horses, and we've been to one horse show before, before this happened, and you know, he was fine, and we worked on a lot of desensitization before we went, but in our own barn, we have two miniature horses, and I just don't think he's ever come really very close to them, and you know, one time I have him in the cross ties, and they walk past, and he loses his mind, And I didn't realize, oh my goodness, I've never formally introduced Kingston to the miniature horses. He lost his mind. Um, It took me forever to calm him down. And it wasn't him being bad or trying to assert dominance. He was literally just petrified of them. So, you know, it can be anything, even if you think, oh, well, this horse, you know, he's, he has no, he's had no problem with anything I've ever pointed at him. So when we go to our first horse show, he should be fine. You may think that, but it can be the most unrealistic, unexpected, surprising little thing that just sets them off. So I'm definitely going to be working more with the minis and with Kingston, see how that goes. 
Another thing is timing and rewarding. I feel like I did not even understand how important timing was until before I started working with Kingston. I learned that in the early stages of introducing a new maneuver or a new skill, I have to reward him almost immediately. And I know every horse is different, so that may vary. But um, when we introduced the 360, just an example, we rewarded him as soon as he crossed his leg over if his hind end was planted, just because he tried. You know, we started with quarter turns, and it did not look pretty. You could not, you know, get a plus one in a show for it, but he was acknowledging and obeying the best he could. So, you know, if you continue asking and asking, even once they've tried, they're going to assume they did it wrong and try something else. We all know the golden rule, the horse rule, reward equals release. So that, you know, mantra helped us immensely, especially when teaching those new skills. The timing of rewarding your horse can, you know, speed up or on the unfortunate flip side, slow down their training just because you want them to listen to you and try instead of going over and over and over and over again because they're not going to get it perfect the first time. And if we ask them to, then we have to untrain them because they're confused. So maybe you're looking for a prospect or maybe you're a first-time horse owner or maybe you just want to start buying and selling younger, maybe derby-age horses. Um, Here's a couple things I really wish I knew before starting my journey. And, you know, I'm only 16. I don't have all the knowledge at all. I'm very much still learning. That's the whole point of my apprenticeship. But just for my journey personally, and this is what I wish I had known before working with Kingston. If only I could play this for my past self, I would. So as a rider, I found it's really important to make rider goals and horse partnership goals separate. One reason why is that it helps me to stay on top of my progress as a trainer separately from my progress with Kingston. This may sound a little bit off, and you could be saying, why wouldn't you solely make goals with your own horse and just focus on that? Well, you have to remember what goals you had before buying that horse, because, for example, I have a goal to someday be ranch riding world champion, but if my goal was to do that at Youth World, that may not be, you know, realistic. So then I would need to find a horse that can make that goal a reality for me. And it just helps you to stay on top of your original goals. But that's not my goal. My goal is to do that. Maybe it's when I'm competing as an adult. And my other goal is so that I can teach the horse that pattern myself without having to buy him already made. Buying a three-year-old taught me that my horsemanship and knowledge doesn't and shouldn't depend on the speed at which my horse is learning. You know, there's so many ways you can learn, especially in this industry. There's so many people who would love to just let you watch or, you know, let you see their horse, whatever it may be. But I could advance by working with other horses, watching others train and just learning wherever I can so that when I go back to working with my young horse or my inexperienced horse, I can adjust my knowledge to where they are and come down to their level without feeling like I myself as the rider are falling behind working on the basics all the time. Plus, you will ultimately have so much more insight as their trainer. And I really think that um, having the opportunity to work with other horses 
made such a big difference because I could use what I'm learning over there with him. And then I could also understand that, okay, they only just got that now at six years old. So even just starting on this, I don't need to worry about how fast he's learning it, or I don't need to worry about why can't he spin in a 360 like the horsemanship world champion of 2018. So I think it really just gave me a lot more insight that I wish I wish I knew that before getting him because I think it would have given me a lot more patience to give him and just a lot more understanding of his level. And then something so important to remember is that your horse learns at a different pace than you. So we shouldn't really expect them to learn at the speed we're able to teach. We have to teach them at the speed they're able to learn. That sounds like a bit of a mouthful, but when you really think about it, it does make sense. So every horse is different. We all know that. That being said, it may take two days to teach horse A to change leads and two weeks for horse B. Kingston is definitely one of the two-week horses. <laughs> for us right now, we've accomplished a lot of our goals, and now I'm starting to make new short-term goals. So I've had him since July, and that is six months. So now I'm going to make goals for my next six months. And then once I accomplish them, I'll make goals for my next six months. And, you know, that's not saying that you can't have a deadline with your horse or you can't have, I want them to know this by this time. But we do have to have a little bit more understanding that every horse is different and that just because they're not all the same, you know, horse A and horse B. We have a little Rainer mare and she is the fastest learner ever. We can do something for one day and she's got it down. And then, you know, I get off of her and I go work with Kingston and I'm like, why can you not do this? It's so easy. But I need to remember that for him, it may not be that easy. You know, for me, it's easy, but for him, it's not. So really coming down to their level, I've learned, is so important. And I feel like it's really helped us just connect better and really have a little bit more confidence going into the next few phases of his show career or his, like, being safe when other people ride him. Just all that stuff. So thank you so much for tuning into the Horse Fix today, guys. But I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you guys tune in next week. We upload most Fridays. And sometimes we'll upload on another day, but we promise to give you a podcast every single week. So thank you so much. And if you want updates or if you want to send in questions, you totally can. Sandy Holt's email address is on our podcast page. So if you have an experience with your horse that you feel like she could help with, we can talk about it on the show and we'd love to answer that. Or if you have videos that you'd like to send us, you totally can. And I also have an Instagram. It's ck.palomino where I will post daily updates on Kingston's training. And sometimes I'll include other horses that we're working with. And as we start to dive into the podcast more, I'll be putting up question boxes that we can answer during the week at the end of an episode. So if you'd like to be involved, you can. All of our information is there. Thank you so much for logging in, guys, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Horse Fix. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions that you would like to us to address at the next podcast, email me at sandyjaneholt at aol.com. That's S-A-N-D-I-J-A-N-E-H-O-L-T at aol.com. Put question in the subject area and let us know how we can help. Thanks.